Welcome to another episode of Eyes Closed. This is a conclusion into Mercury in Scorpio. Whether it was going forward, backward with the retrograde, and back again with forward movement. We've had Mercury in Scorpio for a few weeks now, and it has led me to start talking about my experiences with consciousness, with opening my own consciousness. This is meant to be a space where we feel safe, where vulnerability is explored, delivered, and this damn right feels scary. (laughs) So I've been dancing at the rims with sharing my experiences about this specific fact that consciousness was something that ever evolves and even now as I speak and when you will listen to it, it will have shifted ever so slightly. It came more than three years ago. My world shifted and when this shifted It helped me to see and foresee ways in which I put brakes on my path, where I slowed down, where I removed myself out of love and abundance. I had a victim mentality like most people here, but I was about to remove it, to stop having this victim mentality and to open myself to consciousness. The grip that this mentality had over my psyche was on and off. Sometimes I felt like I was the victim. Sometimes I felt like I was the perpetrator. Now when it happens, I catch myself. Sometimes in the moment of, sometimes a little bit later. But I boot it out. When it happens, I witness it, I look at it, I become conscious, I I look in the corners, I don't hide it, I just look at it. Because I am vibrant enough, I am used to doing this with time, with age, with not being afraid of looking at ways and understanding myself in ways that shows that I am growing and ever growing. I am okay with this idea of growth, of having blind corners, of having spaces in which I am not always clear and I need extra help, whether it comes in the shape of guides, cards, dreams, automatic writing, listening, listening to my impulses, observing my reactions. So what I'm going to talk about today is ascension. Ascension is the understanding that we are rising, that our reality is getting closer to divine realms that we are becoming superhuman, that we are becoming conscious and that we 
work towards lifting ourselves out of our darkest shadows and darkest states and that we construct. It's not about being positive. It's not about being negative. It's about being here, present, conscious. I don't know if we're the first with this new knowledge, with this new consciousness, with this new paradigm. I don't know if we're the first that are doing this work, awakening, rising up, becoming conscious. But we certainly are working like titans, psychological and emotional work, sometimes alone, that needs guidance. And it has always been hinted by Buddhists and Sufi and all the esoterical knowledge and teachings that there are a few meeting points, that there are a few, a few paths that we have to walk on before we find something better. Back to my story. I was brave. I was alone. I was in Turkey, which is not my country. Over the past years, I had developed and fed my energy with art, aesthetics, culture, writing, reading, books, exhibitions, everything. I was surfing. I was gulping everything that I could find because I was hungry, but I couldn't find anything to make me better. I needed nourishing and I was famished. Because I was gulping down this, it needed to be digested and it needed to be tested because I wasn't connecting and because my own development wasn't paying off. It took place in codependent relationships. I was reiterating what had hurt me in the past, in my childhood, when I was at the mercy of different sociopaths and I just met others. I met other sociopaths that were acting the way that I understood it was love, and it wasn't. It was always obvious that I was making a bad decision. Did it stop me? It didn't. I'm stubborn. I was going to turn them. I was attached to the storyline of saving them, and I couldn't see that I was actually damning myself. Much like Jiminy Cricket, I would follow the wild one, try to become its consciousness, try to stop, to stop their actions that were hurting me, trying to impose an idea of morality, trying to turn them. And I didn't see that the real need was for me, for me to turn. 
in the midst of digging my own hole with shame and guilt, waiting for the specific ex to come and save me from the hole that he actually helped me to dig, that he had so me dig. I finally had that little moment where clarity came in and told me something that felt more spiritual than intellectual. You have the power to decide. And this, this sentence that a friend of mine shared with me, her words lacerated the cloud of disillusions. It stopped the storm for just a minute and that minute became a vibrancy that I ran after and that I still run after. Three years ago, that sentence planted a seed. My life didn't revolve and shift entirely at that moment. I'm not talking about awakening like that one epiphany that just comes like a dove, gives me an olive branch, shines the light within and then I'm done. Nah, that's not that story. That seed was planted and it was just a seed. It was not a whole tree. And that seed is still operating within me. It's still growing and it still has to show what kind of tree, what kind of fruit it bears. It still operates on its own algorithm. And I still have more to discover with it. A few more months continued their course with follow-up actions and thoughts that, well, I had started before the seed. Once you get me starting, I'm stubborn, I continue. And it's also just a cycle of life. Time and again, the power of decision came to illuminate my day. Quite literally, rays of sunshine touching my face. That's how the universe speaks to me. Bodily sensations. <laughs> and those gave me the feel that destiny was carrying me forward. I was in and out. In and out of a connection with a loving universe and my own demise around my victimhood. I wanted to get out of the victim mentality, I just didn't know how. I also reacted and operated under that. A mentality is, is a software. It's not just a belief system, it's a wiring of my neurons. It's a way that I act and react, it's a way that I respond to life. This is how it goes. What sustained my connection was the development within myself through research and practice. I started reading online about things I had known on another level. This knowledge had been around my reality for a while, but as knowledge and not as experience. This is what I say when I share intellectual and spiritual. So the knowledge is the intellectual intellectual fact you have the power to decide but the spiritual is the experience of feeling that i have the power to decide 
and through tarot, Alan Watts lectures and different things, I had consumed all of those things without the ecstasy of having received that baptism of the first conscious realization. I dove deep into getting answers, developing consciousness around every moment of the day, amidst friends, colleagues, and more. My work was to know my vulnerable self and let her speak and make her known to others around me. I was not going to hide. I was secretly leaving this density of consciousness, the victim mentality, to go up to another, the unknown. I had no guide, only a multitude of opinions across the web. And I was now waking up within my dreams, crossing past memories with a defiant smile, pulling up my sleeves, ready to soothe, protect and connect to my inner child. The past became my destination. Everything that had happened and had been removed unconsciously was to be written down, dug through and psychoanalyzed. I don't really recommend this. It's another trauma. And I think now with distance and with perspective that it's better to let the memories come through the next weeks and years rather than dig them. But be ready, because they're coming. Because of my own trauma, digging them, the memories, gave me a sense of power. Because in my family, we don't go over the past. Each family has their own genetic psyche. And claiming inner work was to be punished. So I rebelled. Eventually, I did skim my unconscious. And I still do. Waking up doesn't happen in a day in an epiphany, it comes in waves. Sometimes we receive the tools to identify the problem that is ready to go, and we do, committed to the calling. It's a painful growth and an exciting current to ride. Then life settles down, we experience a new stage, and now we aren't really equipped to deal with this long-term. Ascension long-term. We don't have professors of ascension, so we connect to others on YouTube, in self-published books, on Twitter communities. We dig at astrology, numerology, binaural beats, Schumann resonance. Ultimately, we try to connect to others the way we did. This liberation, this new playing field, this new awakened life is the most beautiful thing that happened to me. Because... We feel chosen, anew, because we love, because we become love. Okay, there might be a little bit of ego too. Like, look, how much grown I am inside now. The awakened people aren't at every corner of the street and we don't proclaim our beliefs and opinions while getting coffee, except in France. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> So we really connect online. Our life becomes dual. Online support, love, awake, conscious friendships and follow up on people we never really met. But we feel them in our inner spaces. We know them. And in real life, the usual unconscious presence amidst the people we didn't cut off yet. It's not easy. It's fantastic. 
the age of Aquarius, the new consciousness movement is pushing us forward on the virtual reality that is this internet dimension we are creating. Yes, this is where we meet. Yes, it all works perfectly. But isn't there more we could do? More human contact? I'd love to be equipped to the next months, to the next waves of ascension, to the connection to serial guides above my head, or the black and golden dragon flying over my reality wherever I go. Only my intuition and my listening here are my tools, and in the end, this is a way to learn life. Surprises come, they are not malevolent, and only our gut instincts will guide us. Part 2 Decrypting the Ascent To ascend is to rise up, and I don't feel comfortable with the idea of rising, meaning I am above this and that. I am beyond you or my past self. So I won't partake in making things unequal between each of our realities. For me, the idea of ascent is personal. I was in my hole. Now I'm on the ground. I felt victimized and this is said with compassion. I was lying down on the ground with tears knees in the dirt, and then that series of moments of clarity showed me that I had muscles in my calves. They showed me a way to get up, they guaranteed a struggle getting up, and I still need a cane or someone's arm, but I'm getting up faster than I ever did. I've walked many steps on my path now, and sometimes there's an invisible wall I knock. I end up falling on my butt. I don't know where back to being on the ground, until we do, and we get up. In this metaphor, getting up is the psyche practicing its tools. I talked about tarot, I talked about research, introspection. Let me introduce the cards that helped me get up the first time. Back in 2016, I was very, very perceptive. The rawness of what I felt and sensed from my surroundings was hurting me beyond possible repair. After years of being treated like a beggar, please read letting myself being treated like a beggar and treating myself like a beggar. I believed everybody, the world, was here to continue this discrimination towards me. This is what I believed I deserved and I felt rage and despair. I'm not talking about negative or positive. I'm always referring to the spectrum between constructive and deconstructive. Sometimes we need deconstruction, sometimes we need construction. I even hated the way I perceived things, because I sensed the real toxicity of others and mine. And when I voiced it, I received rebuttal. Since infancy I had been groomed in disliking my own inputs. I considered them as paranoia and a somber perspective. So here I was, feeling hurt, unable to voice the hurt because it means something bad about myself, that I see that people are hurting me. So how do you get out of this while you introduce more layers to your perspective? You relate to it without drawing the constructs of bad, good or valid, invalid. Flash news, every one of your feelings is valid. You 
feeling something makes it real, makes it a reality. Every one of your feeling is a reality. It's not something to be ashamed of because one, we're all human. Two, feelings are automatic. There are reactions to a trigger, a moment, an action. And three, you cannot control a feeling, only what you will do about it. And this came with tarot. When you ask a question, using the Celtic cross spread, for example, you draw the card of the situation and then your conscious state about it. Around those two crossed cards, with their depth and complexities, you draw cards to signify time markers, how it felt before, how it evolves in the near future. But the real gold of the Celtic cross spread is the cards that signify how your subconscious feels about it and how the situation is seen by your higher self, aka what is the lesson you are about to learn. The last sentence of the first part was only my intuition and my listening ear are my tools. And in the end, this is a way to learn life. Surprises come, they are not malevolent, and only our gut instinct will guide us. You are here to win levels of this video game. The game, the matrix, the life is filled with opportunities for growth. This is the opposite of the victim mentality. Yes, yes, you get to win, and not winning against others, against the world, will grow from level 1 to 99. Amongst the cross that makes six cards, we dress a line on the right that goes up a level, a tower of components outside our consciousness, the advice from your guides, angels, a level up, how the situation is viewed by your environment, another level up, what you hope and what you fear, and finally, what it might evolve into externally. You ascend the tower from a guided advice through the filter of your surroundings opinion into your actual root, your hopes and fears into the visible reality of its outcome. Life experienced. Try it for yourself today. You can even use online websites to draw tarot cards. One situation and one coping mechanism can be gelled with no exit card. No one will ever give you a universal truth to unlock this. Only their perspectives, their opinion, based on their own coping tools, and we are limited to some extent. Digging into tarot repeatedly helped me to see that one, I wasn't crazy or paranoid, but pretty in tune. Two, there was a way and layers within the way. Three, it's up to me to partake in a situation where everyone's agenda is transparent. I'm not a victim, I'm a conscious being who can dig and choose where to give my energy and time. Four, the archetypes of the cards relate human experience. I am not alone feeling and surmounting those moments. There are algorithms almost of growing. So. Get an extra friend on your side, an old, wise and knowing friend. Tarot is your friend. And if this concerns you and you'd like to talk to someone, to dig deeper, to find support, I'm here. I'm here, offering transformation sessions, 
So you can book me. You can book a meeting with me and I would be happy to help you. Part three, beyond learning how to access our truth, for example, using tarot cards, we often need to hibernate to collect ourselves within this new realm. Ascension is the movement that takes over one's reality when they open to consciousness, because we sense and receive massive amounts of information from our interactions with the world and its people, we become conscious beings. This new overload of data is at the same time attached to old patterns that we are just becoming ready to untangle from. Less becomes more. Our time suddenly becomes rich with self-discoveries and meaning. This is why I recommend hibernation, although I don't think you need a recommendation from me because you've probably already started. I really don't see any other way. Becoming extremely aware of the weight of human interactions in the matrix. How can one sustain presence through the many disruptions at this complex level? So we draw away from the waves of people that impact our reality and the space within our minds start shifting our perspectives. It's a lot to take in the old world as well as the new one. The previous patterns, confronted with the new paradigm, is a 180. Just as heavy as this old world is, the awakening of consciousness is a dense process. Something we aren't genetically prepared for. We are the first ones in our ancestral lines doing this work. We don't know what it might look like in 30 years. Our brain, as well as our senses, are being developed, and I don't know what is the limit to this upgrade, those downloads. I barely recognize myself, mentally, emotionally, as well as physically. My voice... My voice... <laughs> my voice has shifted. My step, my posture, everything is new. It feels incredible, and yet, I also am critical. Just like Neo in the Matrix franchise, he leaves and resides out of the Matrix once Morpheus told him the truth, and he only occasionally visits his old world. When he has a mission, he re-enters the coded simulation. And as we do, because we have missions, life continues, and the bills too. Ascension is not easy-peasy. Yes. The opening of your third eye isn't a soft flutter on your brow. Try a week in the dark in your room, feeling your skull exploding. I want to demystify becoming a homebody suddenly. One, because we are open to receiving our past trauma memories. And it's dense, complex, and it requires help from us, from others. We review the past in order to be there in the present. Hibernation is a coping tool. If you have been through the same waves of empowerment, of reviewing your environment, of being overloaded with informations, I want you to know you're doing your best. And this is totally normal. Because we don't know much about this transformation of consciousness, we are at the gathering. We are at the beginning of gathering testimonies. And when we are alone in this, we might feel shame. To quote Bernie Brown, shame wants us to feel like you're alone. You're not the only one.
I went through more than two years of hibernation and in ways a good percentage of my life will remain in hibernation. From 2017 to only recently, I'd come out rarely or I would go outside only to be alone. I felt guilty about my hibernation, yet I felt so much inner peace about solitude. Well, minus the anxiety of criticizing myself for it, which never really went away. My relation to time and space has changed when you stay within the limits of your own challenge for a day. And I was so lucky and privileged to have had saved money and have a freelance photographer's life where it was a series of compact photo shoots for weeks and then nothing for a while. I can't thank enough the moments of solitude because living with me as a main character has recollected every aspect of my life within my heart. The scale of my experience is now based on my feeling of it and not what others might feel. My perspectives, my actions, my everything is based on my essence and my intentions. Rarely do I blindly jump into illusions or expectations of and from others. And that is liberation. It takes time. It's not a one-time thing. When the lion's gate or the 11-11 energy portal opens, it can. But in my experience, it comes with the tug and pull of time, unraveling myself under the influence of my desire to become better and conscious. Repeated efforts, repeated introspection and transparency of my intentions and my own outdated subscriptions to fucked up beliefs. <laughs> unfollow. With the repetitions of practicing my own intuition and seeing my efforts crumble when inspired by my ego or others or my fears, I slowly take out my sword and I cut the weeds of my misconceptions. I catch myself red-handed and I forgive my own habits of unconsciousness. Now I can catch myself in the instant and retract, say sorry. Not always, not every time, but most times. It's not easy to be aware of the complexity of every thought, action and desire. Is this romantic or is this codependency? Oh, codependency, all right, right, all right. Change of tune. We are simply not used to it subconsciously. We didn't see our parents do that. We haven't registered those habits, those healthy patterns. They aren't fully stored in our automatic responses. This is complex, dense, rich, abundant. It's a source of happiness, growth and embarrassment. So I want to share that in a previous episode about the Akashic Records called the Scorpion Akasha. I talked about automatic responses and triggers. I will link it in the show notes. It's not easy when we don't have a guidebook. And this is why I write. This is why I want to read your writing or your podcast. Send them to me. We need more tales of awakening and we need them to come from men, women, people of color. I am now within my energy wherever I go. My anxiety, which looked like mirroring others' energy, 
grasping at it so I wouldn't be found and be in trouble. This has disappeared. My essence has come out so much that I'm still learning to be okay with it. Even if it looks like being blunt around others. Well, I'm not the smoothest person when I'm around others because hibernation made me a cavewoman. Or maybe because I don't really give a damn these days. Take me as I am. Authenticity. If you've been at home, you've disconnected from the toxic actions of others and you're starting to heal. And I want you to know and to tell yourself out loud, you're doing so much right now. Even if it looks like staying on your couch, you'll know when you're actually doing the work or you're fooling yourself about it. You're doing so much. You've done so much. Surviving all these years in this crazy cage that is the mentalities of this society. And still being sane and still getting up every day. Damn, we got out of the matrix despite a dysfunctioning society that is well-rounded to keep us in. We're surrounded by a lack of empathy and emotional intelligence and it hurts. And yet, we stand. You deserve a break. That break is the healing. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of me. We are titans. We are changing ourselves and we are changing the world. Plus, dancing at home is better than anything else in the world. If you'd like to know more about those things, I created an ebook called Anchor Soul Archaeology. It's very small priced and it helps you to discover many, many, many alleys and paths when you want to discover your current placement in astrology. I really love it because it was what I created when I first started to hibernate. And this is the way that I heal when I create, when I make art. So this ebook is representing a lot of me, a lot of what I'm just talking about. Part 4. The Akashic Records After hibernation and reading multiple realities through tarot and expanding my consciousness, Beyond the scope of time and space, I discovered another layer to my years of awakening. The Akashic Records. Somehow, I was born and bred within the Catholic faith and a pious child. Whether it's Jesus or another version of divine connection, I was abashed with faith, love and connection to the divine realm. One of my first memories is of crying in a church while receiving monotonous truth from divine guides in my head about death and my parents. I was four. This looks a lot like what I receive from the Akashic Records nowadays. Realities devoid of emotional scope. Realities, truth, facts about the universal laws of consciousness. Much like a journalist, I go in, I gather facts, at the source and I triple check with my guides. Yes, there is such a thing as truth with a capital T. That's what the records feel like. Is this my voice now? <laughs> Capucine! That's what the records feel like. 
Yes, because I'm clear sentient. Feeling is not an emotion, but a guided sensation that develops into facts and data for me. A series of voices that speak truth with clarity. Truth, truth is pristine, cutting, and it resonates. As a pious child, I was very close to my connection to divine. And I let myself be transported by what my education in God and all consisted of. Studying, praying, practicing, devoting myself to researching the saints, the holy scriptures, testing my comprehension of love and giving. At 11, a sneaky spirit showed itself in the shape of a Virgin Mary statue. I was freaked out. A stone statue moved in front of my eyes and friends. At two different times, within a week, I had nightmares about the statue coming to get me in class. I was traumatized, there was no way I'd get any closer to that. By Catholicism and any religion portal to the divine. It coincided with my grandfather's death. So I took the mantle of being an atheist because God has killed grandpa and, well, it means there's no God. <laughs> I knew there was something out there, but not at all ready to getting close to it because it's scary. I denied everything. I didn't say amen when my family prayed before eating. I didn't go to the cult. I didn't touch a Bible and I removed any kind of spiritual outlet. My family didn't agree. I loved Jesus and the religion, the tradition, the story woven around my genes and my families. I was in love with the energy, with being in churches. My external life was rocked by being beaten, transported and moving out of schools, flats, cities every year. I saw my father four days a month, but church had the same feeling wherever it was planted. And now I didn't have that. Still, I was a life lover. Religion had been a way to be devoted to the beauty of the world. The love that I felt was now expressed in artistic channels. In worse times still, I was connected to the world in divine ways and spoke my love in return in the shape of photography. A sun ray, a leaf, a tree framing the picture. I spoke love back to the world who was showing me tenderness that I could feel seep through my pores with my eyes and my camera. And you can go over to my website to see some of the photos that I shared over time. When I started awakening, I touched back to my essence of loving the world, of loving unconditionally to the point where I was taken advantage of. I set boundaries with the world and me. Within the hibernation time, along with my connection with Tarot, with myself, another discovery came my way. A transformative series of experience that took me out of any semblance of, norm of normalcy. I traveled dimensions all the while staying at home. The Akashic Records. When I first heard that name, I noted it down on a post-it and barely looked at it again. I knew what it meant, channeling a vibrational dimension where all the answers to our world and personal worlds are waiting for us to read them. But it's only in June 2018 that I scrambled to a boat 
ready for a week of no internet, of waves and sea salt. On my last connection to the Wi-Fi before days of silent internet, I grabbed my bank card and I bought a book by Linda Howe, How to Read the Akashic Records. It had become urgent, a message from my guides. This post-it that was forgotten for months had become a pressing need. Right now, on a harbor coffee shop's shitty Wi-Fi. Once I got the book, I started reading about the pathway prayer that lets us enter the records. And so we do acknowledge the forces of light, asking for guidance, direction and courage to know the truth as it is revealed for our highest good and the highest good of everyone connected to us. O Holy Spirit of God, protect me from all forms of self-centeredness and direct my attention to the work at hand. Help me to know myself in the light of the Akashic Records, to see myself through the eyes of the Lords of the Records and enable me to share the wisdom and compassion that the Masters, Teachers and Loved Ones of myself have for me. The records are now open. And to close, I would like to thank the Masters, Teachers and Loved Ones for their love and compassion. I would like to thank the Lords of the Akashic Records for their point of view. And I would like to thank the Holy Spirit of Light for all knowledge and healing. The records are now closed, Amen. The records are now closed, Amen. The records are now closed, Amen. I was amazed. I entered the records with my prayer in hand, full of expectations, and I read, and I received something out of control that had nothing to do with the aesthetics of my expectations but it was richer than anything ever. I received love, L-O-V-E, in the shape of energy waves, comfort, protection. An explanation in the universal knowledge would be something that brings us closer. I spent my earliest years knowing there was an encyclopedia of everything, a total omniscience, and it was accessible for all. I've been reading, watching, listening, digging, to find the door to it. Fast forward to June 2018 and being rushed into the Akashic Records, yes, it was true. Yes, it is accessible for all and thank heavens for it. Every day I go in this vibrational dimension where knowing and thinking are supplanted by blooming patterns of feelings of truth. I'm not yet where I know I can be, visualizing, seeing, but every day that new balance between human and intuitive divinity is brushing me with love and compassion. If you've been called to experiment living by intuition and connecting to alternative states of awareness, psychedelics free, I'm telling you, don't be afraid and jump into this field. The Akashic Records the Akashic Records are a vibrational dimension that holds a record of every event, emotion and thought ever uttered. Before entering a very lucid yet very different state of consciousness, I pray and connect to my own Akashic Records. There I am met by the Masters, Teachers and Loved Ones that use my clear cognizance and clear sentience to offer love and guidance unlike any other. 
You told me in just a few weeks what I always craved to receive. This divine mentorship has helped me along creating this universe, this work, this purpose that I give others every day. So let your intuition lead the way. For I am finally at peace within, something that I rarely experienced before. Every time I connect, I receive words of such wisdom and love that would never come up within myself. I started reading for others and the amount of help it gives my clients is mind-blowing. I want more, please. Have you ever tried? If you ever need connecting with this dimension, I'm here. I'm offering transformation sessions where I can channel the records for you. Following their guidance, I have returned to the world without a personal identity. I listen to my ego, but I barely have space for it to make decisions anymore. I have become a vestal to my sacred purpose. I reignite the fire of divine love and I feed the connection with devotion and continue every step of the way by making those sacrifices. Sacrifice is to make sacred. I have made sacred my professional career. I have given my energy and time to devoting myself to helping others and energy consciousness to become more visible to all. I know, I'm here to observe and make something of that observation. Much like the photographer I was, I now observe my growth and others and we create from it. Giving in and listening to the sacred calling, the innate wisdom that is beyond our ego or logic. Which reminds me of my Mayan kin, my astrology, according to the Mayan calendar. As you checked yours, I made a whole blog post that I'm going to link so that you can check and learn how to decrypt yours. So one step at a time, I consult. I listen, I create, one day after the other. How do you advance in life? You know the river is taking you somewhere divine. You surf within the flow of light. You listen, you walk, you let it come. I recreated the feeling of my first extrasensory experiences within the records and all the inner discoveries that it led me to experience. I'm going to link it here because it's a meditation that I'm selling as well as a Reiki cleanse by proxy and it's called the first step. Thank you for listening my long <laughs> story of ascension and it's nowhere near done. It's only been a few years and I look forward to the many many years that continue and I know that it doesn't remove my humanity. And I know that I will continue to act like a human that has suffered and that has shadows. And I try to concentrate on what I can do to witness them and to act in the best interest of all, for the highest good of all, as we say when we enter the records. I look forward to connecting and meeting with you. I look forward to reading your stories. Thank you so much. And I wish you the best. You are not alone. We are all in this together.